you know, it was a roller coaster throughout the offseason of what's going on with the Aaron Rodgers thing. I'm getting texts nonstop. Hey, is he coming? He's coming. I don't know. Like, I know just as much as you guys do. He comes to New York. He feels like he's got like a, a rebirth. I had to go out there and add to his legacy and I'm sure prove a lot of people wrong. You know, like on the last episode, probably when I was in it, was like when we went to, Broad, when we went to the Broadway show and, and stuff yeah. in the city. You know, I had a couple of drinks and whatnot, and they're like, you're going to be mic'd up. I'm like, hey, I got a couple of drinks in this. Make sure you, know, keep it, you know, don't make me look too bad out here. All right, guys, welcome back to the Practice Squad pod. Notice it's me doing the intro, not John. John is celebrating his birthday. He's a little bit uh, maybe not feeling so good this morning, but he's also got a lot of work to do. So just going to be me and uh, an awesome guest, Tyler Conklin, who we're really excited to have on uh, during his bye week. He's made some time to come on back on the pod. Second time occurrence being on the pod. So we're very happy to have him on, man. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm good, man. Appreciate you squeezing me in. I wanted to try to get on during the bye week. So I'm sorry, John couldn't couldn't be here because of my, uh, you know, late request. (laughs) But we we figured it out. Yeah, man, John, he, again, birthday, uh, birthday party last night. Hangovers are brutal. Yeah, hangovers are brutal. He's got, and he's, I understand how that goes. (laughs) He's trying to push through his work and stuff. Um, exciting start to the season this year with a Jets team that everybody thought was going to look one way. And of course, the, un- the unthinkable happens. Uh, first series of the year on primetime football, everybody, you know, witnesses what happened to Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden, the, the Jets have a different look. It's a different team. But you're at a point where I don't think a lot of people expected you to be at this point with what happened in week one, right? I mean, obviously, you guys won that game, but there was definitely some doubts out there. Um, what is different so far this year, Tyler, compared to last year with just the culture with Zach and, and your guys' ability to compete and win these games? Like what's changed? Yeah, I think I've talked about it on a few podcasts this morning. I talked about it a little bit, but uh there's a lot of different things, man. I think you know, it was a roller coaster throughout the offseason of what's going on with the Aaron Rodgers thing. Uh no, then it finally happens, everybody's waiting, I'm getting texted nonstop. Hey, is he coming? He's coming. I don't know, like I know just as much as you guys do. Then he comes and everybody's excited. You feel like you have like that uh, confirmation you need, like going to the offseason. Okay, this is our quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then you go through OTAs and whatnot. And like you learn, you know, you get to try to learn him and a new offense with Coach Hackett being there and then all the intricacies and little things that he brings to, you know, an offense, right? Before the snap and, and whatnot. Like he has his, I always tell people he's like the Oppenheimer in football. Like, you yeah. know, the way he does things is just, uh, unbelievable but if you can get on the same page as him and, and kind of see what he sees for the most part like there's a lot of room to make some really big plays and make your life really easy you know as a pass catcher uh then you go into camp and obviously it's a long camp got the hall of fame game and uh a couple joint practices and, and all that going back you know next year like you know 10 days early four preseason games instead of three um, you know, it makes for a long, a long camp. And then you finally get to the season and you're excited, you know, Monday night, bunch of night games, you know, the Aaron Rodgers effect. And, you know, it happens how it happens on, on Monday night football, right? And I think initially everybody everybody was devastated, right? Because you think like, damn, like, you know, Super Bowl aspirations, like getting to play with the Hall of Famer, all those things. And I think what, you know, people tend to forget is like, just the way you felt for him too, right? Like everything he's done in his career, he comes to New York, he feels like he's got like a, a rebirth in a sense of just being in a new place, really enjoying the city, um, you know, playing really good football and excited to go out there and add to his legacy. And I'm sure prove a lot of people wrong that keep saying, oh, he's, you know, not the same Aaron and all those things. And then this happens to him in the first, what, four plays of the game. And, uh, you know, so you just feel terrible for him. And then it, uh, you know, then it becomes, okay, what is going to happen? And, 
then he starts, you know, going through what he's going through with this, you know, trying to put on the miraculous comeback and, and whatnot. And, and Zach has to come back and Zach's not expecting to play uh, this year. And all of a sudden he's thrown into the fire. And, uh, you know, I like to think, you know, there's probably a little bit of everybody feeling sorry for themselves at first for the first week or so. And um, then as a, as a group and, and whatnot, we've really come together. I mean, we've got a special locker room. And I think that's something I've hit on with people is like in college, it's, it's different. Right? You're playing with a lot of your best friends. You're partying with each other. You're living with each other. Like the bonds you create in college are, are special. And uh, still, like some of my best friends are from college. And uh, you don't usually have that in the NFL. Like there's so many different age groups and age differences and people doing different things. And, you know, the cool thing about our locker room is like we are really close. Like we have a really special group um, offensively, defensively, like the way we interact, the way we, we are in team meetings, on game day. Just we got a special group. And, um, I think you kind of seen that come together, right? And uh, then I think there's a lot of different reasons. You know, Coach Hackett, Coach Downing, uh, Coach Rob, like I think what they're doing for Zach from a game plan standpoint and helping him be prepared and, and understand really the offense and the reason and progressions and what he needs to do as a quarterback at this level have been huge for Zach's growth. And, uh, you know, for any position, I know you obviously understand, um, you know, playing at the college level, like, the more comfortable you are with your assignment, not having to think and and not have to think about what you got to do, like you get to play, yeah, yeah. you're a completely different person. I mean, based on how well you know the offense and how comfortable you are with your assignment on that play, from getting the huddle, breaking the huddle, I mean, can completely can make you look like a completely different player when that play is happening. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing with Zach a little bit. You're seeing him really be confident in the understanding of the offense that's helping him. I think the whole Aaron Rodgers effect of someone he idolized and like did things like, but then he got to learn why Aaron did certain things, why his mechanics were like this, you know, why he checked this, why he did this. And then the confidence that Aaron has rubbing off on him. I think that's another huge thing for Zach that's helped him. Uh, and then I think lastly, uh, it's just been, he feels like he has a chance. Like he got a second chance to, to really show people that he can, you know, do what he needs to do to be a, a starting quarterback in this league. And I think, over the last couple of weeks, you've really seen him kind of run with it and stack some good performances up with back-to-back 70% completion games. And, uh, you know, I'd like to think he would have had another one last week if, you know, there's some different miscues and stuff that happens in the game, whether it's drops or penalties that really kind of affect right. the first and second down with the completion percentage. I like to think he would have went three weeks in a row, honestly, uh, and in his confidence in the huddle. Like, I think, you know, from the ability to make a check or – you know, give someone something that's not part of either whether it's the right thing to do or wrong thing to do. The fact that he has the confidence to look over and say, hey, like, Gary, I want you to do this instead of what's going on. Like, I mean, that's what you want from a quarterback. Like, we're, all, sure. we're all grown men at this point. And yeah. uh, we're the ones out there playing and you sit there and you trust your coach's scheme. But sometimes, you know, as a player, you got to go out there and, uh, you know, improvise and do things. And he's showing all those things, mixing up snap counts, making adjustments. And so I'm just excited to keep seeing where this progresses for him throughout the season. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a great answer. Um, and like you said, well, roller coaster. I thought like I had to take you through the whole story. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, from, it's all the way back from camp to now. I mean, it's been a roller coaster. If you're a yeah. Jets fan, if you're part of, if you're anything, um, you know, if you're anything to be a part of with that team, like it has been a roller coaster. There's no doubt, ups and downs. Um, the cool thing is, Hard Knocks uh, picked you guys this year. And so they did a great job. I don't know if you've watched any of it or you've seen clips. I one clip of it, but I've yeah. actually seen of it like uh, Tanzel saying Carcucci board and like some yeah. of the stuff. But I haven't watched any of the episodes, just stuff people have sent me here. Yeah. I've so, as much as possible. So, right. I mean, and it's, 
you know, there's people like, like you, right. That kind of avoid the cameras. Right. And then there's people that seem to love the cameras. Um, and you know, one thing that was cool with hard knocks and which has always been cool with hard knocks is they do a great job. You kind of get to see what the culture is like. You get to see how the coaches present information, um, what trajectory they think the team could go on. You start to see things that the average person doesn't normally get to see. And like you talked about this culture and more of like a college locker room feel where guys are close and there's just like a, a confidence and a belief in each other. And there's the chemistries there. You saw some of that in hard knocks. You saw some of those relationships start to build, um, especially with Aaron Rodgers coming in. You know, he was new for everybody, right? I mean, he's got some familiar faces on the team that you guys brought in with him. But for the most part, he's kind of like the old guy walking into a, a room full of kids. You know, there's yeah. a lot of younger people on the team. And he's kind of like the guy that comes in, almost has like a dad role. That's kind of what it looked like in Hard Knocks, kind of how they uh, projected that. Him and Zach was kind of like he came in and he really took him under his wing. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I mean, changing the snap count, change, you know, making audibles with Garrett, you know, telling you to run a stick route instead of an out route, like little, little small things like that that you might not catch when you're watching a game. That stuff Aaron's probably done his whole career. That's made yeah. him a Hall of Famer, has made him as great as he is. So you can already start to see those little things changing Zach's game. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool to see. What what was it like being on Hard Knocks? I mean, like, did, were you just kind of like, I don't, these cameras are kind of annoying? Like, Honestly, was it? Uh, they did a pretty good job of just uh, making it pretty seamless out of the way. So we had like one Jets drive, which was like a production company within the uh, within the organization. They were doing like a documentary thing, which was already started, you know, throughout OTAs and stuff before Hard Knocks was gave to us. So I think that's one reason initially they didn't want Hard Knocks because we already kind of had that going on. And then when Hard Knocks came in, I mean, they did a really good job of, I think, like you said, capturing stuff and, like, giving you some insight, but not being too uh, in the middle of everything. They weren't, like, making things uncomfortable. They didn't really take away from the authenticity of what was going on. Uh, you know, like, on the last episode, probably when I was in it, was, like, when we, went to Broadway, when we did the Broadway show and, and stuff yeah. in the city. You know, I had a couple of drinks and whatnot, and they're like, you're going to be mic'd up. I'm like, hey, I got a couple of drinks in me, so make sure you, you know, keep it, you know, don't make me look too bad out here. Uh but, you know, they, they made it pretty seamless. And uh, I think they did a good job of capturing Like, yeah, you know, Aaron does have a little bit of, like, the dad role in a sense. But also, like, I think the cool thing about Aaron is, like, initially when he first got here, he made it, like, a thing to sit at different tables to talk to different people, to learn people's names. Like, there was a group of us. We always kind of sat at the same table and talk. And he would always give us a hard time. Are you guys going to, like, break it up a little bit and, like, sit with some other people? And uh, on top of that, like, he is just like one reason I think that he plays still is yeah because he can do it and he's talented and he's one of the best to ever do it. But it's also because of the locker room, because of like messing around with the guys. And I mean, there's probably nobody on the on the team that like busts people's balls more than Aaron does. Like whoever, yeah. is, you know, he seems like one of. I mean, and the media the last. Yeah, the media the last few years have portrayed him to be like this bad teammate. This like there's always been this negative thing, and I don't know. I mean, a lot of people will just hate greatness for, and they'll find whatever they can sure. to, you know, I mean, they've done it with Tom Brady. There's been years where he's gotten a ton of slander in the media. I mean, no matter how great you are, there's going to be somebody that has something negative to say. In yeah. the last few years with Rodgers and these Packers teams, didn't they didn't live up to the expectations that they had. There was this slander of him constantly in the media. Can't say this. Why is he acting like this? Bad teammate, selfish. And then you see him in hard knocks and you see him kind of take some of these younger guys under his wing, helping Zach, you know, doing stuff that, he doesn't have to do. I mean, yeah. he just doesn't have to do it, and he's choosing to do it. Yeah. And I think it showed really who he is. Um, and I think that really benefited not only just the rest of the world seeing that he's not the the bad negative thing that they're trying to paint him out to be, 
but that he's doing this and it's a big part of why this Jets culture is is changing like you said from you know a team that was struggling to win some games towards the end of last year but still you knew had the pieces to do it to this year so far you know on the right track right kind of against odds but on the right track yeah and that's what i kind of i was always interested i was a green bay fan growing up and i was playing in minnesota i didn't tell many people that because <laughs> uh, growing up i was i grew up in metro detroit my dad was a bears fan where he grew up everybody was bears fans i think as a kid my older cousin was a packers fan so i just wanted to be a packers fan just to make our dads mad because they're bears fans so i grew up a packers fan and like you know, I was just a fan of Aaron. And then you do hear like all the media stuff, right? And then you wonder like, how true is it? How is it? I always give people the benefit of the doubt because like I know how the media is. And like, I've had my fair share growing up and just through even high school, college, everything of like people call saying I'm a certain way. And I'm like, I don't even know these people. Like, how are they going to say I'm this or that? And they don't even know who I am. Exactly. Uh, but I've always tended to give people the benefit of the doubt because of that. And uh, then you meet him and it's nothing like what people say it is. Um, you know, he is a really good teammate. He is there to help you. I mean, he is a he is a competitor. Like, you know, like you want to do things the right way for him. You don't want to mess up. Like, that's the thing that I think his presence and uh, what he brings to the team is the fact that, like, I always tell people when he came, like, my big thing was how can I be one of the best tight ends that he's played with, right? Like, when I'm done playing with him, whether it's one year, two years, three years, however long we play together, how can, like, I like him leave being done playing with me and be like, you know what? He was one of the better tight ends I played with throughout my career. Yeah. That was something for me. And I'm sure everybody, I'm sure Garrett thinks like that with the receiver, like him playing with Devontae. I'm sure Garrett's like, hey, like I want to, you know, Aaron to get done playing with me. Like, damn, like he was just as good as Devontae or better or right up there with him, right. whatever it is. And I'm sure a lot of people feel like that. So there's little things like that when you're playing with the Hall of Famer or somebody that that caliber that it automatically raises the level of top of, raises the level of play by everybody. And uh then on top of it, his understanding and like what I was saying earlier, like if you can get on the same page as him and see what he sees, like we joke around like in the tight end room because, you know, maybe in practice, like he'll do stuff that like, we haven't gone over on purpose just to see like, can he figure it out? Can he pick it up? Like to test your intelligence as a football player. And when you get it right, you feel really good. When you get it wrong, fuck, I'm an idiot. Like I yeah. see and we all joke around like every once in a while, Coach Mays like, like, Coach Mays like, you couldn't have seen that. And like, we don't speak Aaron. Like sometimes you just got to. Aaron's an alien, man. Aaron 101 or 301. Like I'm not in 501 yet. So you're trying to figure out how to see what he sees and understand him. And like, if you can do that, you understand why the offenses he's been part of are so special. And some yeah. players, have, uh, you know, have careers playing with him like they've had because I mean, he's I mean, unbelievable. I'm starting to think he might not be human just with, I mean, obviously how quickly he's already recovered from this injury, but some of the throws that you see him making games, obviously throughout his career. And then you see some of the stuff in clips, like in hard knocks, like how often in practice, because practice, obviously most people don't see, right. You're a part of practice. You get to the, you know, you're, you're on the receiving end of a lot of these freaky plays that he makes. How many times in practice are you, maybe you run a route and he throws it away from you. And you're like, holy shit, did he really just do that? Or like the ball will come to you and like, how did he fit it in that window? Like, is it like at least once or twice a practice or is it like? At least once or twice a practice, whether like you're not in for the play and he throes it to somebody else. I mean, I used to be in awe and he would just be on the sideline throwing. But the crazy thing is that like Zach does that too. And that's the cool thing about Zach is like, obviously he's had his ups and downs and his struggles and uh, whatever it may be. You know, I think, at quarterback, especially in any position, like there's so many variables that go into a player being successful. The scheme, the coaches want ability to help that player be successful. How good of a you know facilitator of learning a coach is. That's why I say that coaches facilitate learning, right? Like there's some coaches that tend to care about teaching and 
and whatnot more than others. Like Coach Hack and Coach Downing and Coach Rob, like Coach Hack is, you know, one of my favorite, if not favorite coaches to be around, especially someone as an offensive coordinator, because he just makes it so fun. Uh, he makes it enjoyable. You, you don't drag going to meetings. You're excited going to meetings. It's like you interact. He, I mean, he just he makes it enjoyable. And then Coach Todd Downing, um, he was actually my tight end coach my rookie year in Minnesota after some things happened. And when he was my coach, like he came from being an OC at one point, a quarterback coach, and, and being in different roles like that. And he was always someone that like really wanted you to understand the game. Like I joke around, like it'd be week 14, and he'd be explaining, oh, you know. Uh, this is the read on Dragon Lion. And he'd be like, okay, I get it. Like, he reads this side versus open, he reads this side versus closed. Got it. But like, he would still like reiterate that at that point, week 14. And as a rookie, it was nice because you're still trying to learn the game in so many different ways. And I think that stuff goes directly to Zach right now. And like, you've always seen the special, you know, flash plays of him throwing incredible throws like Aaron does. And now I think you're starting to see Zach get more consistent with the stuff that he, he needs to be able to do on a consistent basis. And that's why it's coming all together. But between the two of them, you see a lot of special throws. But I mean, the stuff Aaron makes happen, he just it is different. Like, He's just a different like explain. He is really different. Like you know it. Like I would see it when I was in Minnesota, me, Sean Manning, and Kirk, we'd watch film on Thursdays together. And uh, you know, every once in a while we'd watch like he'd be watching Aaron Kirkwood, he'd be like, How the hell did he get to the backside and throw a deep through versus this? Like, I would have never thought to get there, like he threw a corner post. I always remember. I don't remember who was against, but the Devontae Adams against somebody on like the right sideline in Green Bay. It's just little throws where like he threw against. I think it was against the Lions. He threw like a little bender scene to Tanya between two people and like a cover two, yeah. basically caught it for Tanya. It's just like throws all over the place that are just uh, you know ridiculous stuff. Yeah, there was a clip in Hard Knocks where he threw on the. He was on the. They were on the right hash. and threw a ball outside the left numbers, just like a back shoulder, just like. Yeah, and they're talking like you shouldn't be able to do this. Like you're not supposed to even look to do this. Chip flat on the backside of like the concept that really wasn't even in it. And Ruck did a good job of like kind of realizing it was like the timing of the scramble drill in the sense, and like when when it pushed up and came back to the front pylon. And yeah, the fact that he can just whip it out there side on. It's ridiculous, man. You guys are coming off of two huge wins, right? Obviously, you're in a bye week now, um, but. The Denver win I want to start with was it seemed personal, right? Obviously, with the offseason statements, that game meant more. Um, you know, no, Hackett got the game ball. Like you could, th- when you watch that game, you guys were playing angry. Like you guys were playing like this meant something more. Like almost like you were playing because you have respect for Hackett, and you've already talked about how he's made this offense fun and and easier to play in. Um, was there like a sense of as a team like we want to go do this for him? In that game, yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, it also like when it first started. At first, you just wonder like, why was anything even mentioned? Like, why you know did uh, Coach Payton like say what he said or whatever? And it is what yeah. it is, right? And yeah. uh, whether he, you know, should have said it, shouldn't have said it, meant to say it, regret saying it, whatever. I mean, it did add something to it because, like you said, like it's not just that he makes it fun and stuff. Like it's just him as a man. Like he's a really good coach. He's a better man. Like I said that a couple times on interviews and stuff because. Um, he just treats you like you're a grown-up, right? Like not every coach, especially someone that's been doing it for a long time, teaches treats his players like they're uh, you know, a man. Like it's just the way it is. And like uh, you know, he'll just you know, he texted me yesterday, like the way he just like communicates with you and uh, wants the best for you and like he wants you to play well he's gonna teach you when you mess up like he's not just gonna resort to ripping your ass right away right like if yeah. it's necessary it's necessary and he you know he can 
you know, get stern and locked in when he needs to. But for the most part, he wants you to be the best football football player you can be. And you respect that as a player. Like you want some, like it's fun playing for someone that wants you to be the best you. And uh, so we definitely wanted that game game for him. I mean, if we wouldn't have won that game, I mean, I think that's something that would have really could have changed the trajectory thing just because it would have hurt us, uh, I think, internally as, as players if we couldn't have got that win for him. Yeah, I mean, there was – I mean, obviously select few plays. A couple plays you made that were like – He's he's running through people like there. You had that stick nod catch. Wilson in the pocket fires caught first down and more. Conklin's still going and they still haven't brought him down. Finally, Conklin goes down. What a play by the Jets tight end. He starts looking to his left. It's not there. Stays comfortable in the pocket. Comes back to Conklin on a little stick nod that they have right down the middle. Excellent finish by Conklin in this situation. He's a tone setter for this group. You know, you could have tried to make somebody miss. You lowered your shoulder, and it oh, took like five like or six. I'm a north or south guy, man. I always tell yeah. I get the ball north or south. I feel like at the end of this year, you know, throughout my last years of my career, like I've always tended to be towards the top of, you know, yards after catch, and I don't um, – I do it because like, I feel like over the course of getting catches, like if you get north and south, it ends up adding up over, you know, a highlight, trying to make people – and juke and yeah well it but, helps when you run through five or six people and your feet are still moving and yeah, you're yeah, still yeah. up you know you got those orange crush uniforms yeah. that were sweet by the way surrounding yeah. you yeah. orange crush were sweet but that picture you there's like five or six people on you but you're not down yet and it was after like a 20 30 yard catch yeah. um then you also had a great you know fake head fake out one across inside was that an option route on that um well, actually it was supposed to be uh like initially so we got on with certain four End of the game, it was loud in there too. It was rocking. It was just a cool moment. Cause I remember lining up and being like, "Hey, this is what you do this shit for right here." Like, yeah, look over at the sideline. Like, you want to make a play for your team, and uh, we had a certain call on, like where I had like kind of like a through route or something um, that he would have liked first. Uh, I think man, and then he had an option to can it to you know a play for us, which was like a stick nod with some other stuff, and uh, you know he cans it, and I'm like, "Oh crap!" Like I already you know beat the other linebacker on the under. I ran an under on this guy, and he sat inside because he already saw me win on it. And obviously, starting the first look was to Garrett on like a, kind of like a looky route, and they doubled it, right? The safety came from, came down and, and took away the inside. So Zach didn't force the looky because that's usually like – you're usually throwing the looky no matter what. Like it's a win route. You think Garrett's winning 100% of the time. Right. But they happen to double him. Zach sees it, moves over to the stick nod, and, uh, you know, I feel I like to think that like the under route earlier helped because – He's thinking I run a stick rally. He can rally and make a tackle, hopefully sort of the sticks, and he kind of waits on it a little bit and then, you know, tries to break on it to, to make that tackle. And Yeah, I mean, both of the out, the that the underneath route and then the stick route both were teach tape, and then obviously your ability to finish after the catch. Um, you know, that I think obviously the route running is like that. It's that's the art that people respect that, but that's like kind of the pretty part of the game. It's yeah. that physicality after that showed people like this means more – to Tyler, to these guys, like this means more to this this team um, because of some of those statements and because of the trajectory yeah, that this would put a lot to us. And for me, like I know, like I feel like, hey, like if I'm gonna do this for Hackett, like you know, and I can make a play for him and do this for him now, like that's like we're all people, right? Like we all, um, like I figured, like you know, if I could take advantage of an opportunity, then more opportunities would come, basically, because yeah. And I think everybody was thinking that because like you wanted to do something for him, like he. He's such a good coach. He he's, he went through so much crap over something that, I mean, as you can see, he wasn't necessarily 
a lot. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the crazy league and the coaches awesome. coaches get a lot of the a lot of the shit for stuff that goes wrong. But yeah, it was, you know, it was he's, he's yeah, he's doing. I mean, he's doing a great job in in New York so far. Um, and then the, the most recent game, uh, I think, surprised a lot of people as well, right? I mean, beating Denver was awesome, and um, you know, but Denver's kind of struggled this year, right? So yeah, beating yeah. them was awesome. You go play Philly the following week, and um, I don't think many people thought you guys were going to get that one done. Talk a little bit about, you know how that game happened, what that game felt like, and then obviously going into the bye week, like where's the team at? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Denver was a game that we needed to win. Like it was a game we're supposed to win, needed to win. It was special because we wanted to win it for Hack. Uh, and then, you know, you're going to Philly. We already we already beat the Bills. We feel like we should have beat KC. Like you're not going to sit there and blame it on the rest, but we feel like the rest did, you know, like not let the players decide the outcome at the end of the day is the best way to yeah. say it. You know, like I feel like, at the, in that situation, usually you let the players decide it, and they didn't. They kind of took the ball out of our hands. And, you know, so you feel like you should have won that, and that one hurts a little bit. And then so we know we could compete with these teams, right, Super Bowl champions, AFC champions, NFC champions, and obviously Philly's really good. The way they run the ball, the offensive, defensive line. Uh, and I always say, like, you look at Detroit, like any team that has a good offensive and defensive line is going to be, for the most part, a good team, right? And then how good is based off, you know, obviously quarterback play and skill positions. And uh, – you know, I think the, the thing about this team is like we really like we everybody thought we could and would win. Like there's never a doubt that we can't win the game. We never go into a game thinking, oh, this is going to be one we might not be able to win. And, uh, you know, obviously without Sauce, without DJ Reed, uh, Brandon Eccles, like a lot of players that are doing Yeah, really missing a lot of key guys too. Mark, Justin Hardy, like players that are really big on defense, really big on special teams. Uh and a lot of that's the cool part about the NFL. You saw a lot of people get an opportunity and really step up and, and take advantage of it. You know, Herb Charles on special teams at Gunner. Uh, you know, Craig James, who used to play in Philly, who ended up having a really good game. Uh, you know, Bryce Hall just put together two good games with the, you know, fumble recovery for the touchdown to seal it and the interception and, and you know, back-to-back weeks. So, uh, you know, you've really seen, like, kind of back to the locker room thing and this team just being someone that – like a team that really – you know, cares about each other, really come together and step up and beat a really good team. And, uh, you know, if we – obviously the, the glaring thing is we need to get better in the red zone, we need to get better on third down, right? Like those are two things that are, you know, you have to be good at to be a successful football team. And our defense is so special that it's allowed us to get some wins without that. And, uh, you know, we're close on offense, right? We move the ball. Um, we can run the ball. We can throw the ball. We just – we've struggled in the red zone for whatever reason. And once we kind of get that – uh, you know, figured out, I think, you know, it could be scary because the last two weeks we could have put up 30, 40 points if we would have just scored some touchdowns. And then third down, uh, you know, we when we're third and four to six, we're a pretty good team. I like to say 40, 50%. I don't know the numbers, but we tend to convert. When we're, I think we lead the league in third to 10 plus. And, you know, when you are in that situation a lot, it's just hard to be successful. On it's, third hard, it's hard, man. And that has to do with a little bit of us and backs, whether it's penalties or anything on first down or whatnot. But, you know, I think as an offense coming out of the bye, obviously coaches are, you know, sitting there figuring out what we do well, what there's personnel, what tendencies we have, all these different things. You know, why are we struggling in such and such situations? We'll come back, we'll have a plan, we'll get better at it. And if we can get better at those two things, I mean, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I mean, third and 10 plus, you're going to get some tough looks in the secondary. Yeah, it's, tough. it's tough to get open and it's tough to find somebody, you know, on third and third and 10 plus. Policy yeah, um, is limited. Like, I mean, there's always yeah, so much call that's not, especially with our defense, right? Like, you don't want to, 
put our defense in too bad a situation. Like I think Coach Hack said the other day, which is true, but it's a weird thing is, you know, if you end every drive in a kick, you have a chance, right? That means you're not yeah. turning the ball over. And the number one factor in the NFL, you know, winning and losing games is turnover uh, margin. For sure. So, you know, if you can protect the ball and you can take the ball away, you got a chance to win. Obviously, we want touchdowns. Like, we all want touchdowns. As a player, you want touchdowns. As a quarterback, you want touchdowns. As the OC, fan base, everything. But if you can protect the ball and take the ball away, you got a chance. And we've been doing that right now. Yeah. I um, We recorded our, our full episode a couple days ago. And, you know, John called it a bold take. But I said from what I've seen from the Jets this year, in terms of the AFC, I, I, I mean, with Rodgers, without Rodgers, I think that, you have a chance to, you know, represent the AFC. I think that you have a, uh, I said defense wins championships. You guys have a Super Bowl level defense. You guys have put the pieces together around Zach, whether it's Aaron or Zach taking the snaps. Like, I think you guys have a chance to beat anybody in this league. And, um, you know, to me, the AFC looks very different than a lot of people thought. I mean, it's kind of been, you know, you had the Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen kind of dominating that side of it for the last few years. But, you know, this year they've showed some signs that they can be beat. Yeah. And, um, you know, you guys, like you said, you beat the Bills. You're right there. Uh, probably should have beaten Kansas City. Like, those are the, probably the two top teams most people would say in the AFC. And, yeah. you know, I think the sky's the limit for this Jets team. I think a lot of people have kind of written you off. Yeah. Um, you know, does that kind of motivate you guys? Like, think, like, hey, we can still do this. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, next guy up, like, we can definitely still do this. Is that the coach's kind of message? Is that the player's message throughout the other throughout the locker room? Yeah, I mean, it's not so – I mean, our big thing is that we try not to pay attention to the media and the outside noise, right, just like any team. But in New York, it's even more of a, a emphasis because <laughs> yeah, boy, if, you're, if you're doing good, they love you. When you're doing bad, they hate you as a player, as an organization, as a coach, whatever. Like, it's always highs are high, highs are high, and lows are low. And uh, I agree, though. I think we have a Super Bowl caliber defense. We have the ability to adjust. We have the ability for players to step up. We have uh, pieces on offense. We can move the ball. And it's kind of just back to, like, I think that – I mean, it's a long season, right? And like in my opinion, you can't we can't have, I think if you'd ask anybody on our team, you can't have games like we had against New England, right? That's a game where we should win. Uh, you know, New England's just struggling right now at the moment. And, you know, that's a you know a big rivalry game and a game that you think you, you need to win, uh, especially the streak they've had on us. But um, you know, if we can get the third down in the red zone to head in the right direction and we keep all these other things going. You know, not turn the ball over, take the ball away on defense. Defense plays, you know, lights out like they do. And, when, you know, when they do have a, a slip up or whatever, the offense can – that's what it's about. You know, we all – it's complimentary football, right? Like, our special teams has been a huge thing. That I don't know if it's getting enough credit. Like, uh, Coach Boyer is a hell of a coach, and we got some really special people on, like, you know, Justin Hardy, obviously, a, you know, all-pro guy. But there's so many people on that on that core unit that, that make the teams go. And, uh, I mean, we make huge plays on that unit – I want to say every week, right? The game went in punt return in week one, which is crazy. Um, you know, the first punt against uh, Denver, you know, Irv Charles on his first ever NFL play goes down and forces a fumble on a punt returner. Uh, you know, the first two punts last week, he goes down there and makes huge tackles. Uh, you know, whatever, it's been fumble recoveries. Like, if all three of those units can come together and when one's not doing because it's football. You know, he's good and bad days and he's good and yeah. bad series and plays and – if you can make up for each other and have each other's back, that's how you end up being a Super Bowl team. So, you know, keep having each other's back and doing what we're doing, get better on third down the red zone. And I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, man, because, you know, obviously the Jets have been uh, struggling as a franchise for so long, right? Yeah. I mean, you can compare them to the Lions. You can compare them to some of these teams that just haven't had a lot of success in our lifetime. 
Um, yep. And it's pretty cool to see some of those franchises on the up and up. Um, you guys, Detroit, there's some of these teams that people don't really believe in going into the season usually. And, you know, overcoming the odds, right? Over, you know, beating expectations and continuing to improve. Um, yep. I appreciate you coming on, man. It was, it's always it's always good talking to you. Um, you know, your, our first episode with you was awesome. And, and this one's awesome as well. Um, really glad to see that, you know, you guys are getting recover a little bit on the spy week, take some time. Happy lines are doing good. I mean, as long as we're not playing, I'm like, I love when it, you know, like we, you know, obviously being from Michigan, living in Michigan, like we get to the city a lot and like the city's doing so good right now with just like the food scene and nightlife, everything that's going on down there. Like all we're missing is some good sports teams and, you know, it's good to see. There's a lot of buzz in Detroit. I mean, dream right. Super Bowl matchup for me, probably for you too. Detroit and the Jets, man. Right, Jets. Jets get the ring. I need it. It's Sorry. That's a, a dream Super Bowl matchup. I'd have a lot of family members and friends that would really be torn in that one. Yeah, man. <laughs> that would be a tough to one. But they would not want the Lions to lose. I mean, that would be a tough one for a lot of friends. It would be a tough hey. one. But I think, the, I think just fans of football would love that. Yeah, I mean, that's I, think, I think it's like if we would have, you know – would have you know would have could have should have but beat the Patriots and beat the Chiefs. I mean we're both sitting there at five and one and it's you know sitting there what, like Detroit and the Jets five and one you're like that's hey, pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It's 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 crazy to see but it's it's awesome to see and just as a fan of football in general I think people love seeing both those teams um figure out ways to win games. Yeah. You know I think it's refreshing. But we appreciate you coming on man. Um and uh we wish you the best of luck moving forward. We're excited to see uh what these New York football Jets, these new look Jets do yeah, uh, moving forward. Thanks for having me.